Welcome to this week's episode of Trusted Tech Talks podcast. I'm your host, Tom Grace, and I'll be joined this week by Rob Fox, Head of Software Engineering at Findel Education, to discuss his journey into technology and leadership and his key learning points along the way. Hi, everyone. Um, Welcome to this week's Trusted Tech Talks. Um, Today, we're recording live from Findel Education. Uh, I'm joined by Rob Fox, who's head of technology here. So uh, thanks for having us, Rob. No worries. Um, So I guess firstly, if you just want to give us a bit of a sort of intro to who you are and and, and what work that you do here. Yeah. yeah. So uh, as you say, I'm Rob Fox, head of software engineering here. I've been with the business now 15 months, uh, and my, my background comes from, I've been a software developer really for the last 15 years, uh, just from being a software developer, worked up to be a team lead, and then into management, um, and so then I joined the business, uh, say 15 months ago, to stay ahead, uh, I guess, the digital transformation in the business. There's been a, uh, we'll touch on it shortly as well, but there's been a lot of investment in the technology here, and grow help grow the teams and uh, build the next next platforms for Fidel. Right, and um, what what was it that first got you into tech, Rob? So, it'd be going back to school days, I think, uh, playing games. I don't probably play much games now, but back in the day, I probably played quite a few games. Uh, and the one thing you always want to do is cheat. <laughs> so, <laughs> I probably got into hacking probably the games to work out how to cheat. Uh, and that kind of gave me the insight of what the power of computers probably could do and how you can manipulate them and how you can program them to do certain things. Uh, so that whet me appetite. Uh, I was at school. I wanted to do software engineering as a uh, GCSE. wasn't able to do it, uh, though my other friends at other schools could do, and so I was a little bit jealous. So uh, I looked for a college, really, who were doing uh, A-levels at GC, uh, uh, computing. So uh, I got into it there, so my passion from being in games, I got my first experience of how to do something at A-levels. Uh, and I remember the, the teacher, one of my teachers there, had programmed the security platform that we, we all logged in and out. So, and that just really whet me appetite of like what he could do. And it just started from there, really. That's where I really started to knuckle down and actually learn more and more about software engineering, uh, doing websites, for myself on the on the side and a few of my friends uh, and just took it from there. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so, did you study? What was it? University. Yeah. So I left after leaving college. I went to university uh, to study software engineering, um, and I think at that time we studied Java and C++ at university there. Strange, because since I've left, you've not really touched those languages. Uh, but I guess it gives you the foundations to, to, to really get going. And uh, so after leaving uh, university, I was just looking for the first role, really. No, okay. And what and what was the first role that you went into? So, strange again. Uh, so I left university, and I think the one thing I really wanted to do was get, get a role, regardless of what it was, I wanted to get a role in technology to get, to get started. And uh, I went to a company uh, called Yearsly, which was a cold, uh, dist- uh, cold storage and distribution uh, company. Um, the language that they were on, they were building on a, an i-series, which is a real, I guess, AS400 it might be known as, and the programming language, I think, 
was RPGLE, and it was a language that no one had ever heard of. And to be honest, it wasn't something I wanted to program in. Uh, not many people would have heard it. People listening to this probably won't have heard of it. Uh, but it was the first step in the door. Uh, and it was an, it's like an IBM uh, machine or a mainframe machine. So I got the opportunity to start there. Um, Years Liz then was starting to look at revamping how to do tracking of uh, their vehicles uh, when they're out on the road. And they wanted to be able to map this into uh, onto Google Maps, I think it was at the time. So they wanted to start to look at new technologies. So this is where, I, from using the AS400, I was, what else can we use? So then I started to get into ASP.NET and uh, JavaScript pages of then how to work with a browser and trying to map the two from the modern phase technologies at the time of web, web development into the AS400. And it, that then actually probably put me on my path of where I went, started to go down then to more web development and application development. Uh, so that was just really the starting point for me there. And I think it was a good opportunity. So it probably wasn't the thing I really wanted to start with, mm. but it got the step, my foot on the ladder really to, uh, to really get going. and. I just grasped that chance of doing that. And the funny thing is, I always do look back because it's a language of not enough many people know it. There'll be a rainy day someday if people need crying out for that sort of developers. I'm sure they'll, uh, I could go back to that and put my hand to it at some point yeah. in, the, in the past if I ever came to it. So. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard of it. Yeah. I don't, don't, don't recruit too many of those guys. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I think it would be a specialist skill these days. Unfortunately, I don't think many, I say, younger developers coming through would. In, be interested in doing that. It's probably your black and green screen. There's no visuals to it. Uh, it was very, very basic, uh, but powerful at the same time of what it can do. But uh, not the, the pretty things uh, that most developers would want to go to. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then so it was more moved into the Microsoft stack, ASP.NET. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, so I left there, and I left. The first thing I looked for then was getting more web development, and I went to a digital agency. Uh, we started building platforms and websites for various different smaller companies uh, and I, from being ASP, I think I was on, I'm trying to think of the technology, so I think it was ASP, then it went to ASP.net, so then I, I moved from ASP to ASP.net uh, and I think that was done in VB at the time. Uh, and then while I was there, we started to transition to C Sharp. It's probably the first experience of actually programming in, in C Sharp rather than the VB. Um, and yeah, so I just got the experience of web development and C Sharp there. Uh, some coding practices, probably not the greatest. And I think at digital agency, it was very fast paced. It's deliver of what, what you can as fast as you can. Uh, but it kind of got me onto the right tech stack of where I, I really want to be. Uh, and that was, that was great. I uh, stayed there for some time, but then I, I moved and I moved to uh, another company in Manchester, which was uh, Peninsula Business Services. And Peninsula was probably a, a step up for me because it was rather than working for a small digital agency, it was working for a probably a bigger organization. And uh, rather than, and, and it exposed to me probably uh, rather than single websites, more application, enterprise applications, different systems, how systems talk to each other. Uh, and so it was the big step up really for me there. The, we had quite a few good developers there and uh, I remember late rooms were upstairs when the late rooms at the time were, were doing really well and we used to swap developers between the two companies. Uh, and I got exposure to I guess, different people, different experiences, <coughs> learned a lot. 
and best practices in solid principles, architecture patterns, and that was the, where it started to open up to me there. Uh, and I'd probably say that was the probably where my career really probably kick-started in terms of putting me on the journey that I, I really went on. Um, Lee, I left there, uh, and I decide, when I left there, I decided actually to go contracting. So uh, I hadn't noticed since to go contracting, uh, and I got a first opportunity at a company called DRL Limited, and not many people will know who DRL are, but uh, that turned into AO World, uh, as they are now. So I got a contract at DRL, and, and I really enjoyed what I was doing there. Uh, nobody knew DRL, it was a small un unknown company at the time, and we had a web, web platform. And then there was a great team, it was a small team at the time, I think the team that I joined, there was maybe about five or six developers in there, <coughs> and we built everything. And so being at a small company at the time was, we got involved from the web, the order being placed on the website all the way through to the ordering process, the payments, shipping it then to the warehouse, and you got involved with all the systems. So it was like an opportunity. Starting at, when you're at a small company, you do get exposure to quite a lot of things, and it was great to be there. So uh, I was there for six months, and then it was AO didn't want contractors anymore, so it was either leave or leave or become permanent. And I'd only been as my first role as a contractor, so I was know what to do but I really enjoyed what I was doing there so I decided to actually I'm going to stay as permanent. Uh, I then went on that journey from DRL turning into AO World and I think that was the best thing ever really. Uh, being at a company that's growing so fast uh, and moving into like the international territory opened up just so many opportunities to learn uh, multiple different systems, architecture, distributed systems, how to scale platforms, there were challenges what we've had along the way and how you had to come over those. And I'd say AO had a great bunch of people working there, which I always, now I look back, I always go, if I could bring a team back together again, I'd probably say the team that AO, because just how collaborative people were and how they, everybody worked together. I always wanted to, wanted to learn. Uh, best practices, uh, good management there, who always encouraged us to do the right thing. Uh, it was a great place to be. And so, yeah, say AO was one of the places where I look back from a, a growth perspective. I probably grew up there and, um, yeah, te technically, leadership-wise, I think it took my first role, I lead in the team, and AO was a great place. Yeah, and no, it certainly certainly says a lot if, uh, as a contractor, you uh, didn't take the next contract and decided to stay on a, on a firm basis. Yeah, and, and then I really, it was the best thing I did because I think the exposure that you get from going, growing a business where, especially AO World, they, they went massive and I guess AO was probably quite recognised as a good development area to be. Uh, you just, just learn, you learn a lot. Uh, and it, and it is, it's funny because I think one thing I'll, I'll sometimes say experience helps and actually work, seeing how different companies work. And so contracting, at the time I did want to leave to see how various different companies work. And you look at when one company, they do something great and then some things probably poorer. And then you go in somewhere else and you'll see the total opposite. And, you, and it's good to just get that experience. And well, I, I felt like I got that at AO because the, just the, the, the path that we went on and uh, the learnings that we had to do to grow quite fast. Uh, it was just a good experience to kind of build myself up. Um, and so what brought you to Findel then? What, what attracted you? Uh, so, well, I'd left, after leaving AO, I'd done a few more other bits and pieces and thought I'd done, I did leave AO and had my own business for some time. Uh, I then decided, uh, did that for two years. Um, 
I had that with a friend of mine and we probably did two years and then we both had different ideas of where we wanted to go so we went on our different paths uh, and I got back into permanent and it was, I was into management by then as well so I'd uh, had a few extra roles in, in management team leaders uh, I then went to the previous company before this which was a, a tech business um, called Mission Labs and again this is probably another area of my career where I look back and have really enjoyed it because from AO work AO where I guess we did best practices. Moving into uh, Mission Labs, it was a startup, it was a tech business, it was very fast paced. We were looked at everything, it was a, any challenge was could be overcome, we were very much in the cloud. It developed me more technically in terms of what, what, what cloud offering we can, we can work with. Uh, and so that was really great and uh, I was there for probably two years. Uh, moving on from there, it was what what's the next thing I could do and I was probably looking for somewhere which was a similar to DRL, AO, somewhere where there was a small team, uh, but the, the business had big plans in terms of techno tech and what we can kind of grow the team out. Uh, and Findel probably fit the bill there. Uh, Findel hadn't had anybody in my position for some time before I joined uh, and they achieved the website what they'd had because traditionally Findel was a, uh, an offline business selling, providing catalogues to school. And there's a big transformation in terms of actually pushing that all online now. Uh, I think four years ago, <clears throat> the business was probably about 90% of its sales were offline and 10% online. And uh, CIO had done a great job bringing in a team here to kind of tr push that further, more, more digital, more online. So when I joined, it was about 80% online and 20% offline. And but it was big plan is to get it fully online. Uh, and so it was a good, good challenge to, to be part of. There was a small team at the time when I joined, uh, probably about seven developers, and there was a big investment in technology to double that team. And uh, not just technically, it was bringing in the softer skills as well, the VAs, the PMs, uh, with uh, UX, uh, DevOps, and it's grown the whole team. And it was just a good opportunity really to kind of uh, help out in that area. It's a retail business, so a lot of my background's retail. Uh, it was a good opportunity to help stay ahead and grow the team out in terms of where it plans to head to, so uh, it's, a, it's a challenge. Uh, it's not necessarily it's always straightforward. There's different challenges from technical to personnel to kind of everything that comes in, in within management. Uh, but it's, it's a nice challenge to have, and uh, I enjoy the, the progression that we make week after week, month after month. And it's uh, that's really I, I could see that CIO told me told me the, the journey, and just uh, I bought into it. Yeah, it must be must be really exciting to join a project at that stage, you know, very early and, and have the kind of autonomy, I guess, or the, you know, almost a blank slate to say how are we going to go about this? Yeah, I think uh, the one thing I always like to do is be able to put my stamp on things and one, and it's one of the things I'll always speak to when I recruit to developers and anybody else is when you're at a smaller company, you, you've got the opportunity to put your, your own stamp on things. Sometimes if you join a bigger organisation, they, they can be in a way stuck in the ways of doing things and they're harder to change. Uh, not that that's a bad thing, but joining someone, a, a smaller company, it allows people to, to make their mark and a lot of developers like that. They want a little bit more of greenfield, a little bit more flexibility and we do have some systems that we continue to work on. It's not all greenfield, but there's so much opportunity to people put their stamp on things and make uh, a big impression in terms of their career and learn, help us learn. Uh, and, and just grow together. And what's 
what did the sort of state of the tech landscape look like when you joined to, to what it is now and where do you where do you plan to take it yeah um so when i joined we had probably two platforms that we built internally uh, and they are probably dotnet framework on one, one of them on the platforms and then the other one is dotnet core with a with a uh, web api and a react front end and we've not changed probably dramatically in in the last year uh, what we've we've started to do is my previous role i've worked a lot more in, in cloud and, and serverless and we've started to try and uh, touch into that a little bit more and look, look, looking at what the opportunities are within the, I'm, I'm using the power of the cloud a little bit uh, so we started to go on a bit of a roadmap uh, a pathway with with that uh, we've then looked at some of our other platforms we're hosting kubernetes in the cloud uh, we've started to, to simplify some of that being we're not a big team so we're going to simplify some of our way we host some of our sites and empower really the, the developers to own a bit more of the pipeline so traditionally i'd probably say that there was always the developers and then there was the devops and the devops would do the deployment and i particularly don't always like that in places where i've always been it's the developers should be involved in the full pipeline so they build it they deploy it uh, and then they own it in live and it's just getting that problem uh, mentality shift in terms of allowing to empower the developers to own the full, full start to finish so we're trying to change that journey we're trying to i guess upscale say into the cloud serverless and seeing what the opportunities are there uh, and then we've got new projects where we can kind of start to put some of these ideas more more into shape so i'll touch on some of the projects shortly uh, but there's a few areas where we started to kind of really implement this and then some of our legacy applications, which we do work with, I guess our e-commerce platform, uh, it's a platform that we can't change overnight. There's, there's journeys which, uh, there's a journey there to be had, uh, and it's just probably chipping away at that, uh, where we can do, uh, looking at more microservice approach to how do you break apart a monolith application into more microservices, uh, and so we don't have to replace the full system overnight. It's a journey to go on, but how do we start to look at the different domains, pulling the domains out, what microservices can we build around them, and, and slowly over time, we'll start to have more independent services rather than bigger monolithic applications. So there's a big journey, there's a whole picture to kind of address, and I wish it could be done overnight. It's not, it is a journey, and uh, I think we're, we're all on board on that journey. Okay, yeah, plenty of exciting stuff to get involved in that. Um, so can you tell us a bit about some of the projects you've got ongoing? Yeah, sure. So uh, we've probably, we've got four teams now. So uh, we, we originally had one, but we've been big investments. So we've got four, four teams. Uh, we're all working on something slightly different. Uh, one of the teams, uh, so we've got four teams actually, and we have a fifth team, which is an external team uh, to help us move faster in one of the projects. Uh, so the the new Greenfield project is a to something totally new for the business. So we're an educational goods supplier and sell physical goods, and the new project is a, a more of a di digital offer offering. Uh, it's more so content that we're going to be selling, and so they'll have a, like a digital hub. Uh, that's going to be a, a total Greenfield platform which is being built. Similar technologies, .NET Core, uh, React, uh, front end. Oh, it's Next.js with React, uh, and we're trying to build that in more of a microservice way. Uh, it is a, going to be hosting a lot of content, so videos, uh, PDFs, documents, uh, be able to stream videos so we can kind of host lessons and things like that. So that's one platform that we've started to build. Um, and then we have a lot of work on our, probably our e-commerce platform. Uh, so 
got two teams set up, two, three teams set up around that. And as I mentioned, it's the how do we break apart that application into more microservices? So there's a there's a pathway for, for doing that. Uh, but then also why enriching the platform at the same time? So we've got uh, initiatives in the business to uh, revamp the my account area in there and make that uh, I guess more singing and dancing, I would say. Uh, and so that's new features and a different tech stack we're going to look at changing. Uh, and then Findel is a is more of a B two B business, but we we do have multiple brands, and one of the brands is uh, Davy Sports, and that's really more B two C. Our e commerce platform serves all our brands, and it's all deployed in, in individually for each brand. Uh, but because we've always been B two B, a lot of the feature set has always been re- related to B two B guess businesses. And we need to probably make that much more consumer friendly. So we're looking at trying to in, put features into the site to make it a bit more B2C. Uh, that could be additional payment methods. It's uh, having a guest checkout. We currently don't have a guest checkout, so we need to implement a guest checkout. Uh, it's revamping our process of how you sign up to be uh, a member of our, our sites. Moment time, it is very driven from a B2B world. Um, we've got all our prices in the current site display in uh, expat but as consumers we like to probably see it as including that uh, so th- there's a whole host of things there so we've got a, a big roadmap there so in, in terms of our roadmap it's at the moment it's probably about three years long of work that we've kind of got planned out and it's the reason why we've grown the team so much but even with growing the team the, the, the roadmap's probably still nearly three years long the more we grow the teams the more ideas the business gets and it's there's just an endless amount of work to kind of work through there so uh, that's what we've probably got on the morning time but the there is endless possibilities at the moment yeah brilliant yeah no it certainly sounds like a great great opportunity yeah. to, to join the team yeah, yeah. um <coughs> I think we're probably coming to, uh, to to the end, really. Um, thanks for giving us so much insight into to the business and, and what's going on at the moment. Um, I guess finally, just uh, a question um, which could be useful to anyone listening. Um, what advice would you give to a developer starting, yep. starting their journey now? I think the best advice is just get stuck straight in. I think from, if you look, if I look at my career, I've kind of worked at different businesses doing different things, and I think all that has just built my experience up. So I don't think there's anything wrong you can kind of really do. I'd say just get stuck in. I'd say don't be afraid for asking questions. Uh, everyone always says that there's no silly questions, so just ask whatever. And the majority of the time, there's someone in that room always probably wanting to ask that same question and never did. Uh, and then the other thing I'd probably say, get stuck into uh, events, go into events, maybe get into Manchester and get to different uh, events there and uh, and meet different people because one thing which your business will give you, they'll give you the experience of that business and that business only. Uh, I think the only way to probably expose yourself to more is to get out to these different events really and start to kind of see how other companies are working and different people are there just start to mix in them circles I think that's the best way to probably get the experience and I'd say the best developers haven't always done everything themselves it's just knowing how to find information uh, when for a problem when you need it and then once you know how to find that information you can go and do a bit more digging and you've got that when you've got that problem so uh, just be aware of like you know, so the Manchester's uh, event based like uh, places in Manchester you get to learn just concepts and that new ideas and it just 
build that experience that you probably always want and if you ever come across a problem you'll know I've heard about that somewhere else I can go and find more information I can ask that person again and I think just building that connection I think really will help people get going in their careers so but regardless of whatever option which direction they go down I wouldn't worry about it because there is I think tech's quite we're quite looking in tech where there's a lot of opportunities uh, just learn as much as you can do and, and, and just do your best. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Trusted Tech Talks podcast with me, Tom Grace, and your guest speaker, Rob Fox, Head of Software Engineering at Findel Education. If you have any follow-up questions for Rob about his journey or career opportunities at Findel Education, don't hesitate to get in touch via LinkedIn or email. Finally, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow Trusted Tech Talks on our social channels so you never miss a future episode.